1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. There's
0: a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers are people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punk, the Utah Jazz Podcast, brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now, here's your hosts, Michael Loman and James Hansen.
1: All right, welcome back, everyone, SLC Dunkers and and fans of basketball, to the SLC Punks podcast. I'm James Hansen.
0: And I am Milo.
1: And it's another day, another crazy news item regarding IT and Kyrie Irving and Jay Crowder. As we speak, it looks like this trade is crumbling before Danny Ainge's eyes. I can't imagine the angry phone calls that are going on right now. Um, it's Friday night. I'm gonna sleep really well tonight, but you can bet that the Celtics are
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Celtics I, or Cavs. I well, Cavs a little bit better, but I love how this is just this this NBA off season is excellent. Like it's like going down to the wire. We're into the August, supposed to be the doldrums where there's nothing to talk about. Where the only thing we are talking about is. Hey, what kind of like downloadable content am I going to be able to get with NBA Two K? And we're to the point where we're talking about trades with Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas, which went down last uh, last week. And then the fact that now it's probably not, m- maybe it might not happen because because the Cavs just what what has just been tweeted out by um, by Warzanowski of ESPN is. Isaiah went to have his physical, and evidently the physical was a lot quicker than anybody expected because he's already on a flight back to Boston.
1: Yeah, I mean, they uh, – I didn't know that Kyrie was an assist man, but I, I guess we're finding out because he is giving us so much things to just discuss. But IT as well, I that that physical – that had to be just <laughs> like. I wonder they, if the doctor were saying, looks he's not at even
0: it. Even running yet? They're saying they're saying Isaiah Thomas is not even running. It is the end of Sep, end of August. We're about to get into September when training camp has started, and oh, Isaiah yeah, like, Thomas is not running. This that tells you if that if that's really the case, if Isaiah Thomas has not uh, begun that part of his regimen, that lets you know why exactly. They're they're doing this. They're, Boston was motivated to do this deal, and why they're willing to give out the Brooklyn deal because they get because they paid so much to Gordon Hayward. They've drafted these guys, and they're looking at the season like, oh crap, our point guard can't even run. And if that is the case, that's why they're willing to be like, here, have everything you want. Jay Crowder, have Jay Crowder. Do you want to have? Do you want to have the Brooklyn pick? You can have the Brooklyn pick. You can have literally anything. We just need Kyrie Irving because we need a point guard. So that tells well, you it tells you how desperate, how how truly 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 desperate they are well, the, to get. It's this explaining deal
1: done. it's explaining exactly why that pick was going to Cleveland because everyone was kind of wondering. You gave a pick like that. Pick is a fantastic asset. That is like Luca Donkitch, however you say his name, or the the Bagley Luca, if you just get going the number Luca. one pick to Duke.
0: Yeah,
1: like that's an incredible asset. And now we're finding out why because. Isaiah Thomas hip that we all wondered about that apparently doesn't need surgery is terrible. The doctor probably looked at his hip and just gave a frowny face to, yeah. to I don't Be, because, to the Cavs organization
0: because they've been trying to avoid um, and 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 uh, talking to some some, uh, some some people who are doctors. Uh, the reason, kind of that. Isaiah Thomas, they had to wait so long uh for to have a checkup on it was they had to wait for the swelling to go down. They can't properly give a diagnosis on it of whether you need surgery or not until that swelling goes all the way down It's just kind of a waiting game and so it, and it's not like they can just be like we're going to do surgery now because it it might not and it might might not uh, be for that that's the layman's terms. I know I'm not a doctor so that's just that's just what I've been told so with that, well, and with, with that being when you said, hear... that, that, puts, that puts the Celtics' time frame. Like, all of a sudden, you're waiting on Isaiah Thomas, and you're still trying to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you've put all this money into these high-profile free agents. Yeah, now now we know why why Danny Ainge is like, yeah, I'll go with only four people from last year's roster and try to fill it out.
1: Oh, yeah, when you hear like that something has to reduce in swelling just to be looked at, I mean, that's like that's like... That's dangerous stuff. That's when you know uh, Dante Exum had his ACL tear. You have to have the swelling go down just to work on it. I mean, it's. I mean, it's, we're talking generalities here, but hip injuries end careers. That's the famous Bo Jackson left because of hip injuries. And, yeah, and and, and and
0: Isaiah Thomas isn't like a big guard, or he he takes a lot of punishment for being that size, and so. And, and 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 maybe he has some amazing recovery and he comes back, but very few people are Russell Westbrook who come who bounce back like, like like the Energizer Bunny, and yeah. mo- most people are in that you know that that Grant Hill whatever category where an injury kind of you know changes the course of your career, and so, and especially this late of age, it's really hard. Twenty nine, like twenty nine, going on thirty. Is a lot different than twenty three going on twenty four, and especially at that size, you got to wonder mm, this is this is going to going to be rough. And yes, he and this and this really sucks for Isaiah Thomas because he has given you know everything to that franchise. He has given his whole heart. He always he's given his whole heart. The minute he's gotten to the NBA, you know he's he's giving you everything.
1: Yeah, he's. He's absolutely given everything he can to that team. But like you said, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the Celtics need to do what's best for them. Uh, like you said, he's a 5'8", five, 5'9", five, point guard that relies a lot on his athleticism. He is a good shooter. But, I mean, if if he comes back and that that athleticism has lost
0: – Then he's lost, he's lost spacing. He's lost a step. Then
1: he's lost spacing and,
0: between him and a defender. So it's not going to matter how much – how, how good of a shooter he is. He's not going to have the space he needs at his height to get...
1: Well, exactly, because then they don't have to worry about his drive game, and they don't have to worry about him at the rim, and so it's really a shame for him. Uh, at this point, I mean, I don't know if the Celtics are going to be doing... looking at some sort of alternative trade that they can do, but it's kind of a worst-case scenario for Boston at this point, because now if they don't have a point guard they passed up on Markel Fultz. so mm-hmm. it's it's a little dire i mean they luckily yeah. they have Gordon Hayward who's a little bit of a playmaker they have Jason Tatum who can i guess play some three but Gordon Hayward's their point guard a little bit at this point i would think i guess Marcus Smart luckily yeah Mar-
0: Marcus Smart like he looked like he, Marcus Smart looks like he's going to fill the void of that Avery Bradley role and he kind of stepped into that for um you know during the playoffs and looks like that so but at the same time i you don't really see him as a facilitator you don't see him as as a scorer so that puts a lot of the scoring load on al horford and gordon hayward and then you have to pray that brown and tatum like it is very rare for even really good rookies to have plus years in their rookie year it is is incredibly rare and Tatum and that does and, and that doesn't mean if you most rookies don't. Even all people who become all stars don't have plus years as rookies. Mm-hmm. They they you know, they figure it out, but most of the time most of the time, even though they have that elite talent, they don't have the elite skills in the NBA yet to really be able to manage that. So yeah, so I'm looking at that team and Wow, Gordon Hayward is probably looking at this team like, wow, I'm, we, I really bit off more than I could chew probably on this because, looking at looking at what Utah could have offered him, I, I said I said through the SLC Dunk account when they made this trade for Kyrie, I was like, wow, you know, Gordon Hayward must be really really happy about this because that takes a huge scoring load off of Gordon Hayward, and despite what most Boston fans and and some of some. Larger media outlets are like, well, I wonder if this is really what Hayward signed up for. Yeah, he he doesn't want the scoring load on him. That's why he was going over there with Isaiah Thomas, and even more so with Kyrie, who wants to be the man. It's like craving it. That's gonna be a, that would be a good situation for him. But in this situation, if if the Cavs were to cancel this trade, or God forbid they they go back to the negotiating table and the Cleveland Cav- uh, and the Boston Celtics have to give up even more.
1: I mean, Oh my goodness. If they have to give up Jalen Brown or like what the else,
0: thing- what is, what do they have left? And, and, and who do they sign? Who do they like? I'm looking at their roster. Like what? what like, wh- is it going to be like Kyrie Gordon Hayward, Al Horford and Tatum? And then like, and Marcus smart. And then, Oh, uh, uh, and-,
1: and then, Three G leaguers, basically, right. like,
0: like, like, and the main red claws. Is that mm-hmm. is that how exactly?
1: Well, and the thing is, is the Celtics. I mean, they've got to do something because if they go into this season with an injured and disgruntled Isaiah Thomas, a disgruntled Jay, uh, Jay Crowder, that locker room is going to be ridiculous. Gordon Hayward is the guy, and they're not going to have the defense that Gordon Hayward had in Utah. So, I mean, yeah. they'll so, be a good team, but they'll be a middling Eastern Conference team.
0: Yeah, I I don't – and then the Cleveland Cavaliers, they still have to trade Kyrie. Like It's not like they can be like, ooh, we don't want to do this and keep Kyrie. They have to find a trade to facilitate this. So what's interesting about this is for on the Boston side, if you're looking at a negotiation standpoint, Boston – Boston already has put all their cars out on the table now. There's no surprises from them. So, I mean, it's similar to like you go into the car dealership and being like, here's how much I have in my bank account. This is all I can, you know, this is all I want. They've already, like, they've given up their negotiating side of power, which is nuts. For the Cleveland Cavaliers, on the other hand, they you know, they can point to that. And now they have a lot of strength where they can say, hey, guess what? Kyrie Irving, he was worth he was worth an all-star. He was worth a plus, top def- five pick. To- a, pl- a plus defender and a top 5 pick. That's what gets him. So, uh if you are the Milwaukee Bucks, sorry, your offer does not get us there. It, um basically they're saying right. LA Phoenix um Sacramento Philadelphia maybe, Philadelphia, I guess. Philadelphia like or and even Philly, with how bad the East is, they could sneak their way accidentally into the playoffs at what, 34 wins. Um, or Orlando. Like, you're There's looking not at a the,
1: lot of teams that have those assets, yeah, though. Yeah, and,
0: and, and that's the thing. And even at that point, the reason the Boston pick is so enticing to Cleveland is trading those players to Boston doesn't affect where the pick is going to land. It doesn't it, because it's a Brooklyn pick, like so. Exactly. If, if you trade, you know, a Kyrie Irving to sac, you know Sacramento or Phoenix or whatever, that's going to increase your win total. You're you're not guaranteed to get that, you know, to get that pick back. And so, I mean, maybe with Philadelphia, you can you know finagle away to get one of their assets over to over to you. But even then, I don't think Philadelphia is going to look at that. they Are be like, now we good? We have Folts, we're cool. And, I mean, just. And we, and we don't we, we, we don't we don't need to deal with that we, you know we're 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 building our thing organically and um so i don't know what what Cleveland does and if if they can't get that pick, you know all of a sudden they're looking at teams that are wanting because Cleveland is looking for something that's twofold they're looking to be able to have expiring assets this year that can help them get them to the playoffs and and win themselves one more championship and then be able to have something afterwards to jumpstart the rebuild process. And I, I don't see a team. Uh, they had the perfect, they, if they have the perfect thing. So I still don't know. Even if, even if Isaiah Thomas, it, the, the health is not what it could be. I'm still not sure if they cancel that deal because that draft pick is so valuable
1: It really is that good, and uh, it's a shame for them, and I guess if you're right, I mean, at some point you just say, well, you know, we just let Isaiah Thomas get better. Uh, Cleveland, I mean, Boston has got to be talking to them. I mean, it hurts Boston much more if this falls through than it does Cleveland, because at the very least, Cleveland – is in a situation where they can get a pick from somebody. Like you mentioned, Sacramento, they can probably call Sacramento and get George Hill and maybe some a draft pick from Sacramento. They might be interested in doing that and pair Kyrie with De'Aaron Fox. Or the team I always think that I would would think would be interested would be Orlando. I don't know what they're doing, but they've got some some things and some picks. But you're right. I mean, any team that that Cleveland trades Kyrie to automatically gets better. The pick just becomes less valuable immediately when they make the trade. And so it really, I mean, yeah, I didn't even think about this going into this podcast, but uh, yeah, I mean it might be better for them to just go through with it and sign Isaiah, either put him in surgery and hopefully he gets better midway through the year or just let him get better. But I mean, I don't, as of right now, are we just kind of a waiting game right now? I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess it, it, it's just a waiting game. Uh, it, um, I saw another tweet from um, media over there in Boston, and they said they said they had talked about the possibility that if Isaiah Thomas's health was not up to Cleveland's standards, that they that um, Boston would have first negotiating rights to renegotiate that that deal. That doesn't guarantee it's going to go through. That just means that. Before anything, you know, they're gonna negotiate in good faith and be like, Hey, do you we want Tatum? And then Boston's gonna be like, No, and they're like, Okay, well we're canceling the deal. Like that like <laughs> <laughs> Or or they just say, you know what, can we have like an additional second rounder? Or you know, or a highly protected Boston pick, or your or the Boston pick next year since or, it is going to be or
1: Marcus Smart or something like that Yeah
0: or... yeah can, can we can we you know or one of their rookies is semi uh, semi semi O'Gile Yeah O-Ojolais. or maybe
1: Terry Rozier yeah. or something like yeah. that
0: they can they can possibly work something out like that but man this the, NBA never sleeps this is just this th- <laughs> Like and, and then Boston, I don't know who Boston finds a, a, a trade partner for. It's because all of a sudden they have like, uh, you want to hurt Isaiah Thomas for? A, can we trade a, a a bad a hurt point guard for a healthy point guard? Like so, it's like trying to flip a three, you know, a, a, you know, three dollars for five bucks. Like it, it's just like, hey, I'll give you, I'll give you three dollars if you give me five dollars, and it's like, no. It, it's, so th- then, then I don't know what the Celtics are are getting because like you look at point guards that would fit what they're trying to do and mm-hmm. i just don't know what they
1: so here's a question for yeah. you it let's if you're the jazz do you offer ricky rubio for isaiah thomas Jay crowder and and the brooklyn pick if they're willing to do that
0: i don't think they're i think like if no. What
1: would the jazz have to do to get that back?
0: To, to get that deal through, so y- you would have to basically so you'd to send, you would know have to you'd have to send Rubio because they need a, they need a point guard. Um you they would want a um so in, addition, you... in addition to Rubio, look at look at what they're missing. So you would probably be sending over favors. mm mm-hmm.
1: Mhm.
0: And at that point, you're sending over too much salary.
1: Mm. So you'd have to take on a big salary.
0: They would take on a big huh. salary or you have to – yeah, so it just – there isn't a deal. Now the interesting thing is that the Jazz had something with the with the Cleveland Cavaliers for George Hill, which kind of matched where the Cleveland Cavaliers were at that point. They could get themselves a scoring point guard someone who is a good uh, a good locker room presence uh, a, and I, I mean you could say that in quotations because the, the Rudy Gobert beef when he says some guys just want to get points instead of defend could have been directed at either George Hill or Gordon Hayward um, when when you look back through you know in your hindsight but but still, so you're getting a guy who, you know, is a professional. He's he's been there. He's closer to Indiana, towards it, you know, to where he grew up. So, so that I mean, that would have been a really good fit. As far as Rubio is concerned, I I think when you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, all of a sudden you're like, well, who you have you have LeBron that's going to score and Love that's going to score, and then you don't really have that third weapon. Yeah. for them. And and then, so it's just like, okay, well, we just need to make sure that Amon Shumpert or J.R. Smith doesn't go off. We just clamp down on them. Let love and LeBron get theirs and we'll call it a day. So um, with Utah, if they were going to make a trade with them for, for Irving, it would, you would be sending over Rubio. You'd probably be sending over hood. You'd probably be sending over um, Exum because they'd want a building piece um, mm-hmm. afterwards um and you'd probably uh and then so you and
1: then we're taking on some salary
0: yeah then yeah yeah we're probably taking on Amon Schumpert. yeah and, and derek favors would probably be going over there as well so you would have this really big um influx so and 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 it, and not sure if that really works. It really worked when you have a, had a really absorbent contract in George Hill and we were going over the luxury tax and we weren't having to match salary. Um, mm-hmm. But in this case, yeah, it just...
1: And we're seeing why that, that Boris DL contract was so valuable because you can use that in so many of these situations. Yeah.
0: The Jazz's, the Jazz's trade prowess and their advantage in trades uh, to be able to give teams cap relief doesn't hit until december so i don't think you see see the jazz make any moves now until um uh, probably you know december trade deadline trade deadline most likely yeah the trade deadline uh, what's interesting is we might see more deals happen like not happen in december and happen at the trade deadline because it happens right before the all-star game mm-hmm. so there's some extra time in, in that to be able to integrate players so it, it should be interesting. I do know that Dennis Lindsay, he was on 1280 talking about, you know, are there deals to be done? You know, are they finished? And he said, well, you know, we're, our team is probably going to look pretty much the same as it is now, go, you know, going into the season. and uh, And he says, of course, we always have the phone lines open. But if you look at who the Jazz have available to send as part of contracts, it's just not that many people.
1: Well, and we just don't really have a lot of contracts that make things work. Right?
0: No, because yeah. uh, if you look at Ek, uh, Ekpe Udo, Cephalosha, Jurebco, um those are those are all different deals that actually kind of fit in. Royce O'Neill, another one, er, um, um, Eric Griffin. Um, so you have you have these contracts that are great fillers to match, but without them. And they're valuable too because they're 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 second year non guarantees. And then you have Derek Favors. Derek Favors' contract is going to be interesting to watch throughout the year because it mm-hmm. is that it is a, an eleven million dollar cap relief, and it it will be interesting to, depending on where the Jazz are heading this year. If he's playing out of his mind, they might look at that and be like, "Hey, if we're, if we think we can get to the playoffs w- w- without him." And mm-hmm. get some assets for for a guy who's probably not going to be on our squad. Um, that's that's an eleven million dollar cap relief for the Utah Jazz if they if they move that off, or that can be you know they can add talent in a different way. So
1: Derek Favors is he's one of the more interesting stories for me this upcoming season because we have the Utah Jazz who just um, had some changes with their health staff that hopefully will help some of the players uh, improve their health. So one of the things that's been frustrating with favors is that he gets hurt, but when he comes back, he just either gets hurt right away or he's just not quite better. And so now having Derek favors with a new health staff that hopefully can work with him, get him right. Because honestly, I don't know. Derek favors also could be the one that just puts us, you know, at a sixth seed If Derek favors is, hundred percent and the Derek favors from two years ago who everyone considered the best player on our team, you know, all of a sudden he does become really interesting. And, and, uh, so let's just hope that the health staff can get Derek favors a hundred percent because that helps us either way. It either helps us cause he's on our team and we win a lot or it helps us cause he goes and gets us some assets.
0: And, and Derek favors, he has been, he's been posting a lot of stuff. Normally he, like the last couple of years, has felt like he's been really quiet on social media. Like he, like his posts are like three months <laughs> apart, and it's, well, and it's like mean, a sponsored tweet. And he's just like, "Thanks for the Adidas shoes." And <laughs> <laughs> like, or here's cool. my
1: local Atlanta rapper I enjoy listening
0: to. Yeah, yeah. But, it's like here's my. He's like, hey, "Can you can you plug it to your sixty thousand followers? I'll do what I can." Um, but he's been posting a lot of stuff on his training, and he's looking skinnier. He's looking like he has less less weight on him. And that just kind of shows, like, the transition of the NBA. We always kind of lament with Derek Favors. Like, he came into the NBA with, the per, like, the perfect body for being in the NBA from, like, 2002 to 2007. And then at it, it, 2009. And then it changed. That's, you know, 2010, the, the, new, the new movement at that four position started. And then he beefed up. And he beefed up like a four would and he's getting killed for it like and maybe his yeah. body can't take it he's had chronic knee problems he's had foot problems plantar fasciitis um he had the bone contusion he you know soreness back problems back stuff yep. yeah and all of a sudden now he's like now, now it looks like so they've they've gone gone to him and said hey it's time like let's get th- less weight on on your on your knees let's get less weight on your feet um this will help you be more mobile this will help him gain that lateral quickness to close out on those fours and to chase them all around. And um, and honestly, he didn't need that size at that four position anyway. So, looking at it now, he he might be in a really good position to have a comeback year, uh, if it with you know putting in this work. The key with Derek Favors, watching him last year, and I was a recipient of like I I, I on the SLC dunk account one night. You know, I just said, it just doesn't look like Derek Favors has it this year. And, and then, <laughs> and then he like, and then he had a a great game that night, night, like it was the first quarter and then he had a great game. And then he's like, oh, he like, you know, what was it? L M F A O or something like that. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something, something like that. And, and, but then the next game he had like three points and four rebounds and, yeah. and, and came out of the game early. Um. So,
1: Which was basically summarizes his entire season. That was his just, entire
0: season. He'd have one great you know, game where you're like, ooh, is Derek Favors back? And then he would have five where you could tell he had, he had no left. He, you know, he, he was a step slow. And, and that's, not, that's not an indictment on him. Like, we all know he puts in the work. We all know he's a good locker room presence. We know he, he, he works hard. It was just his body just wasn't doing what he wanted it to do. So, so if, if his body is in good shape this year, that's a huge deal. That's a huge, huge deal. Um,
1: mm-hmm. If
0: it's not, then all of a sudden you're that's that's one piece down from the Utah Jazz. That and all of a sudden now you're like, oh my goodness, if it's it's boom or bust on Rodney Hood, because if it's if, if Rodney's not coming to play, then our only scorer is the ghost of Joe Johnson, and.
1: And Rudy Gobert and pick and, and, and roll, Ricky, I guess. And
0: Rudy Rudy Gobert, and then hoping that we can, you know, Joe Ingles has a year for the ages that we talk about them. Be like, can you believe Joe Ingles at thirty years old? He's turned into a primetime scorer, which is not going <laughs> to happen outside of an NBA two K game. So that Derek Favors is is big on that. Derek Favors is going to control the Utah Jazz's destiny of whether they're a lottery team or a playoff team. So,
1: and. And thank goodness we have Jonas Drebko. but uh if uh Sorry, if Jonas, Favors but... is really good <laughs> if Favors is really good he's going to fill up seats in our new arena uh Vivint has put out some new renovation they showed off this brand new giant 14 foot note statue that I'm not going to lie looks really cool it I've got to go looks completely
0: sick. I am still but I J- I want a Jerry Sloan statue. Damn it. I know. Jerry me, Sloan statue. Give me give me give me the Jerry Sloan like I, With I, wings and a halo, I, I, I want him like ice pick in one hand and throwing a chair in another, like that. I I I want that Sloan statue so bad, like him, like like, like he, sitting on a tractor. He, he, he's no, he's got to be like. There's like a a few of pictures of Jerry Sloan where he's like yelling and the tie is like flying off to the side and pointing. It's got to be like that. And it's got to be, like, right behind the John Stockton and Jerry Sloan. Uh, uh, John Stockton and Carl Malone statues. Oh, that's that sweet. Gotta that be, would It's got to be like that. And then, that would be sweet. And then the, then they cap it off. There has to be, like, a Fisenko one. That's, like, him putting, like, bleach on his hair <laughs> in a sink. <laughs> and then if we get that, uh, the uh, my fandom will be complete.
1: Oh, that would be amazing. But I've got to say... I have got to get a picture with this new note because we all have pictures with with um, Stockton and Malone. I'm, you know, in 20 years they're having the next eclipse, and so someone has the perfect opportunity to get a picture of the eclipse with Malone's basketball there. But uh, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. But uh, we we've got the uh, the two statues there. We've got the big note statue, and then some of the other things they showed up is that they're going to have new food that we're going to be able to see.
0: Yeah, they, they have show local, the new Overhang. From what I've been told, those are local food restaurants, because I'm not from Utah. <laughs> so,
1: so one of sorry, them, y'all. I can tell you, one of them is R and R Barbecue, which is apparently the best barbecue in the city. And sadly, and shamefully, as a Salt Lake resident, I've never been.
0: Um, I saw there's like Cup Bob. Was it
1: Cup Cup, cup It's up. Korean barbecue in a cup. It's very delightful. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's Utah. actually very I good. No, I
0: like I have no frame of reference for this, so I'm. It's like Okay, I'll 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 get it on my next jazz game down there. Oh,
1: it's uh, it started as a food truck and turned into this big thing.
0: I I'm so, like I'm sorry. My favorite thing in in Utah is Tuckeria Twenty Seven. I will stun for them all day long. And I don't think they have a big as big a following as I think they do because every single time I tweet about them, like they favorite the crap out of my tweets and like retweet them, <laughs> like it like it's their lifeblood. They're like, please send us more customers. But well, I love them for their guac of the day hashtag talkeria 27 sponsor our podcast.
1: Well, and I will say this, like I know we're talking about R&R barbecue, and honestly. The jazz really needed some food improvements. I'm very happy they're doing this because my goodness, the concessions, that popcorn was that was like was garbage. Sacramento Kings level popcorn, guys. It was, no,
0: it was it was it was absolute garbage. Um, it was really bad. And if you went to like the quote unquote restaurant quality places, it tasted like like microwaved, like like something you'd get for the TGI Friday's microwave meal. It was like, look, it's just like you get in TGI Friday's. No, it's not. It's microwave and it's sadness. Yeah. And, and it, I I agree. Like you pay a lot of money. It's like, wow, I paid $17 for something that tastes like a microwave Salisbury steak.
1: And here's your $6 nachos that are just cheap chips with the little corner plastics section with the cheese. And if you're lu- and if you're lucky, they'll have jalapenos you can put on it.
0: That's the only cheap that's our thing, gourmet. The only cheap thing that I will get from stadiums I think is like legit no matter where you go, soft serve. Soft serve ice cream. that's the twist. I, I for some reason, for five bucks or six bucks, wherever it is, like it never feels like it's a ripoff. It's like, yeah, this is, this is good ice cream. Like you can't well, go wrong with soft serve. If you mess up soft serve, you are you, you are terrible.
1: You're messing with the formula. And as always, Crown Burger will be next nearby the stadium where you can get free parking if you spend x five dollars or more at Crown Burger. Is that really so what
0: it is? Like if you that's a, five... That's
1: that's the thing. That's the Salt Lake thing. Is that if you get Crown Burger, you get free parking. See, that's in
0: that's why. Crown... That's why. See, okay, Utah's I I have beef. Okay, <laughs> I have serious beef with your Crown Burger. I I, I hope
1: you don't discount Crown Burger. No, I'm about
0: to hate on it. So so (laughs) it is the greasiest crap I've ever put in my mouth. And and yes, you can stun for it. You can stun for it as much as you want. You're like, wow, this is amazing stuff, this is the best burger in the world. No, it's not. But you're from Salt Lake City and that's okay. There's a lot of things that I'm from Pocatello. I stun for the worst Italian restaurant in the world. I get it. But don't don't get in your head that this is like the greatest stuff. Like it always bothers me when there's like beat writers are like, I'm going to Salt Lake, where should I go? And they're like, Crown burger, Crown Burger. No. You know, like, <laughs> I do that. Like, yeah. Other... Everybody in Utah does. Like and I get it. I get it. Because you're like, this this is our this is our staple. It's terrible, <laughs> but it's ours. And that's 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 okay. That's totally okay. But what is not okay is having having delusional goals about something that's not good. You can be like, <laughs> It's good for us because because we've been here and we've like drank the water and it's radioactive and all of a sudden our, our taste buds can't even like taste anything because thank you en- Energy Solutions. It's awesome. I love radioactive. <laughs> and, and you guys can be like, this is amazing. But but I will tell you this. I'm from Pocatello, Idaho. If you don't know where Pocatello, Idaho is, like drive up you know to, from Salt Lake and go straight and then look where the smog is. Um, yeah. so that's, that's Pocatello. Also and- –
1: I was going to say one plug for Crown Burger, too. I had a Crown Burger the other day. I've lost five pounds this week. None of you can see because you're listening. But guess what? Crown Burger also offers you lettuce wraps instead of buns for your delicious Crown Burger. That's
0: awesome. And they, <laughs> I, then they give you like another lettuce wrap to put underneath it so the grease can was fall like, underneath it. It so was like, like, like five layers of, of lettuce wrap. <laughs> if they so put it, it was- in a bowl, it would be soup. So <laughs> and so, so I'm from Pocatello. there's a restaurant up there called Buddy's Buddy's Italian restaurant if you haven't been there don't but I love it they have like a buddy's salad and um the the thing like like this is why how, how you know like it's it it's a local thing because they're like there's a buddy's salad you'll still smell it the next day
1: <laughs> Is that the garlic
0: like and and no crap, like, uh, if you're in sports with somebody and they're like – or you go to the gym and and they're sweating, like, you can tell they've been to Buddy's because they smell like Buddy's Italian salad. Like, you're like, phew, that's garlicky. Like, it <laughs> comes out of your pores. Your, like, your pee is that way. Like, everything is garlicky for, like, 48 hours from Buddy's Italian restaurant. And and this is what and, – and it's okay. Like, those who – you're like, man, crowd burger's the best. Like – you it, it's okay but at some point you're going to realize you're going to take like somebody who's not from salt lake and be like there's burger is the most amazing thing in the world and you're going to give it to them and it'll be like okay i'm going are like taste taste tastes, tastes like a, a drive-in burger and and you're gonna be like no it's the best because i was there i was in your shoes man i took my soon-to-be wife to Buddies, and i'm like the buddy's is amazing and I took her there and I was like, we're going to have like romantic Italian restaurant, as, as romantic as it can be in, in Pocatello, Idaho. There's like five choices that's, that are not like Applebee's, Chili's and whatever. So actually those are the only two choices. So <laughs> and, and she was like, it, it was garbage. His hot garbage. This is like it doesn't like this. Some tomato sauce doesn't taste like tomato sauce. The salad is soggy, and I was like, "You take that back." This is Buddy's salad. This is this is this is the best. And there's like some rumor in Pocatello too that people believe that like some Russian oligarch like went over there and still has his his like Buddy's Italian dressing sent to him because he loves it so much. And here's the funny thing. If you ask any probably other person. It probably
1: haunts the building.
0: Like, they'll say, there's, there's an ambassador from Russia, or there's a guy from Japan. It's like, it always changes. And, it, and it's like, it probably doesn't exist. It's just make, we're doing that so we, like, give some credence to it. It doesn't exist. It's okay. There's my <laughs> rant about Crown Burger. Now bring me your hate. Bring me your hate at me. M-Y underscore L-O. Bring me your hate. I hate Crown hey, Burger. it's just, it's more Crown Burger for me just more so, me. So James Hansen loves Crown Burger. We've talked about this. I've I've, <laughs> I've, I've ripped on this. Me and, uh, so that's just So that's Crown so- <laughs> Burger <laughs> side. We can move on. there's no Crown Burger <laughs> in the arena, sorry
1: guys. All right, so uh some debate happened uh these last few days on the Twitter sphere between Jazz fans and and certain writers and and media influencers, uh, the 2 k team released the all-time teams. Uh, I don't know if they released them all. They started releasing each team's all-time team. And they released the Jazz team. And correct me if I'm wrong, Milo, but it's made up of John Stockton, Pistol Pete, Adrian Dantley, Carmelo, Malone, and Mark Eaton.
0: That's your starting lineup.
1: That's your starting five. And then it did have secondary, like a bench unit. And I'll be honest, yeah, the I don't bench have that unit up. was
0: Darren Williams, okay, Andre Karolinko, Rudy Gobert, Gordon Hayward, Daryl Griffith, Al Jefferson, Jeff Hornacek, Paul Millsap, Derek Favors, and Greg Ostertag.
1: Mm. So that, there's so, a lot of good debate there. Yeah. Uh, so
0: so first off, before we get into debating. There were certain players that obviously they they didn't have the rights to. And uh, one of those players is Memno Kerr. Another uh, one of those players uh-huh. is Carlos Spuser. Um mm. Another one of those players is Truck Robinson, who, yeah, Ooh. is awesome. Um, hashtag Truck, hashtag Robinson. And... Um, so they didn't have some of these players and, and, and obviously like what was frustrating was like we put this out and been like these are the players that were selected. And then like the comment threads on SLC Dunk, it was like nobody even read that. We're, like, oh, unfortunately they don't have the rights. But like, no, don't we have these players? And it's like, Can you just look in the comments? Like, just look like look up read the article and just read it. But <laughs> yeah.
1: Read the article. And click read
0: the it. Ad. Read it. Like yeah, just 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 one. Like it was just underneath it. It wasn't even like buried. So um, that's also why there's you know there's no uh, you know Reggie Miller for the Pacers or whatnot. But this brings in like you know the so there was some de- debate. Like I'll, I'll tell you like the hate that I got on the SLC Dunk account Twitter account was people were like Pistol Pete only played. Played thirteen or thirteen, seventeen? No, seventeen games with the Utah Jazz, and it was like, "Well, he played." And this is franchises they're doing with this. with franchises. franchise. So the Thunder have uh, Gary Payton with like Russell Westbrook, Sean Kemp, uh, Sean Kemp. Like that's honestly the Thunder lineup is way fun. Like, oh, I'm to yeah. lie. Like I, I, I want to play with, 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 with the Rain Man. Get
1: some, get some deadlift shrimp out there. Yeah,
0: deadlift shrimp. Yeah, <laughs> like totally. I'm totally down with this. Um, and, and so they're like, he can't play there. He's a New Orleans Pelican. And he's like, no, he's not. Like that's – we bought the team. We bought everything. We get yeah, everything. If you, that's what, that's if what you wanted
1: the Jazz and you wanted the Jazz name, you wouldn't have sold the team. Okay, yeah, guys? Yeah, try it's not, ours.
0: Just don't lose a team twice – Twice in a row, can you do that? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah,
1: don't sell your team that you quote unquote love. Yeah, you, Sorry. you've
0: lost your team many times, and you're and and you still are not profitable. That's what happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we put butts in the seat. Uh, so, oh,
1: can I? Can I give my little, yeah, my we're, little we're tweak? Sprint. If I could, yes, is I would put Rudy Gobert over Mark
0: Eaton. I think Rudy Gobert at this point now. Mark Eaton, he's an eighty nine. And rudy Gobert is an eighty eight now this this brought in this brought on another uh, argument um, so Gordon Hayward is the same rating as peak andre Karolinko like prime andre Karolinko uh, the same Andre Karolinko that had three five by fives in one year like th- this th- the reason this this frustrates me is like Draymond Green, who is basically Andre Kar- – people give him credit for being changing the four position even though Andre Karolinko did it in 2003. Uh, you know, Thanks for showing up. So the, he gets a higher rating than Andre Karolinko, yet Andre Karolinko who has – Draymond Green only has one 5 by 5 and AK did it like twice in one each season.
1: Like, well, and they, yeah, and Kirilenko wasn't allowed to run the offense through himself the entire season with three or four Hall of Fame shooters, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah and 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 then and then he and then he gets moved around at Andre Kirilenko's career. I I I will be there defending Andre Kirilenko. I'm an Andre Kirilenko truther. I was I was there when my friends would be like, there he's overpaid. He they, they paid way too much money, and they paid the exact amount of money that you pay a dude like that. The problem is stupid Kevin O'Connor – I just shouldn't say stupid. He drafted him. But the, the Kevin O'Connor went out there and said, hey, I have this once-in-a-generation power forward. What should I do? Oh, I know. I'm going to bring in two big men that totally displace him and move him to the three. And because Andre Karolinko is such a dynamic and versatile player, he could do that and still – I mean it would be the same it. as
1: putting Draymond at the three.
0: Yeah. You could put Draymond at the three. He'd probably you know, he has the size for the threes, you know, he's the size of a small four, but but it it's not his best position. And likewise it wasn't Andre. So Andre Karolinko's peak performance went down. He still was effective, he still got the job done, and then people would be like, We're paying way too much for a guy who can't knock down threes. And he can't knock down threes as a small forward clip, but he could knock down threes at a way above a way above level clip at the four position. And man Utah Jazz had the perfect had had the dream two thousand seventeen lineup. Can you, like they, they had the death lineup before the death lineup and never played the death lineup when you had a had a had a you know, people like Darren Williams, Manuel Kerr, Andre Karolinko, like that, that and Corver. Like you have spacing for days. For days.
1: Oh, that team plays well this season. That team plays great.
0: Yes, that team fits in, and and what's funny is they played, but they ended up playing that team like a you know a two thousand two team. Like you know you have you have your traditional power forward. We run the pick and roll. We dive. We sometimes shoot threes, but we don't shoot threes all the time because we got standards, damn it. And then we, we then we <laughs> we do Corver, Corver. Threes are a
1: last resort. Yeah,
0: Cor, yeah. Corver's going to shoot threes, but his main job is just to be there and look like he could shoot a three. And so that Carlos Boozer could score truck, dang it. Because Boozer gets to gets to rock. And and, and then <laughs> because I remember there were times when O'Curr would just like go like complete heat check on, on trailer and Sloan would rip him a new one, even if he made it. <laughs> Like, so that, I mean, that team, like you had the roster and maybe Kevin O'Connor was a visionary. Maybe he was like, Carlos Bills was supposed to be our third big, but you know, Jerry Sloan played this. Maybe, maybe I don't know that. Maybe I wasn't in the privy to that room, but, but the fact is like, they had like the wild horse AK 47. And what was sad is back in 2000, I was, I think it was 2011. This, and this is like the, I look at this, like the swan song. Of Andre Karolinko. there needs to be a thirty for thirty done on this time. He played with the Russian Olympic team, and he led them to a bronze. He did. Mm-hmm. He carried that team to a bronze, and that like, and he was just going nuts. He was having like his efficiency was up up the wazoo. As a thirty one playing old, power forward, he was playing power forward and playing point forward, and it was a thing of beauty. And his and that was where. Uh, why I, I refer to him as the wild horse is the, the Russian coach, and I believe it, it's, it, it was Igor at the time. Was it Igor? I don't know. He said, he said um, you don't tame the wild horse. You just let him ride.
1: Is <laughs> there a better line than that? <laughs> and,
0: and, and it's just like, that's, that's Andre Karolinko right there. You just, let, you just let him be AK. And he never got to be AK.
1: Well, and what can we learn from AK then that we can learn with this team? I think I think one of the things that I would hope this team would do, you know, things that we hope that they would have done with Karolinko with this team is I really hope that we allow our team to play to their strengths in every situation. That's why if, if this season we don't have uh, Ricky Rubio, Donovan Mitchell, and Dante Exum running the floor and, uh, you know, getting this offense going – Or or at times, like, do we even need to run the offense? Just transition, score and transition more. Somehow, try to get early buckets more is something that I hope we see. Because if we do the same offense that we did last season, where, you know, our smart, like, Joe Ingalls dribbles it up and then he passes it. You know, to the, the guy on the wing and, and then we, we just start our set. And we burn and,
0: twelve seconds before we get into our set and all of that and, and
1: then it turns into a like a pick and roll with with Ricky Rubio and they back off the big and Ricky Rubio shoots an eighteen footer because that's the shot they want us to take. I'm gonna go crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: But if 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 we can somehow I don't know if it means simplifying this offense or something. We do take a lot of threes. We do a good we do a good job getting three pointers, but Man, if this team does not run more and move more, it's going to drive me crazy. This, it's going to feel te- like a waste. This
0: team has to gamble. Like this team, like if you look at the starting lineup, you have guys who have um a an an elite steal percentage. You have Cephalosha. You have Rubio. You have Ingles. You have. Um, Mitchell eight mid- steal mid- per game. Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell, who could be could be elite in that uh, once we see how it translates to actual you know non non G leaguers, and
1: um, and Dante, uh,
0: and Dante, like you have guys who who are great at just like picking pockets, and so that's going to be an interesting thing. And favors when he was healthy had a, you know had a, had a pretty good story too. So so now like. If I'm if I'm Utah before it was the, t- um, uh, you know with Gordon Hayward he, he was he was I hate saying this when referring to white players but crafty craft
1: I was gonna say you look like you're gonna gonna say crafty, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: hate saying I hate saying that that just feels like a slight it just feels like he's not athletic like he is athletic but the unfortunate thing with Gordon Hayward he didn't have that super long wingspan he had a, you know he had a pretty average wingspan so he. So he had to use his smarts when, when, when doing that rather than – and that's kind of how Ingles is. Ingalls does have a pretty big wingspan though. I'm always surprised Ingles is by. crafty.
1: That's for sure. Yeah, he definitely He's... is.
0: Like Ingles is my favorite. Like somebody had a tweet the other day where they said if you could pick any any non-star to show up to a, a pickup game with you, who would you select? And, and they're like Joe Ingalls because no one would suspect a thing. Yeah, I and, can't remember who to
1: do that, but that was great. <laughs> and I
0: was like, that is so true. That is so Joe Ingalls. Like, that's, that's why Joe Ingalls is like my, my hero. He's like my everyman. So, um, but yeah, yeah, he, and, and he has a long wingspan. I'm always surprised. Like, when he goes up for that, like, slow motion layup.
1: Left-hander, yeah. Yeah, and you're,
0: I'm like, oh my gosh, he has like a huge wingspan. I totally, I always forget that. Because he, I just look at him and be like, "That's like my dad's friend who I see hanging out at the YMCA." And, yeah, he's
1: your college professor. Yeah, something. yeah,
0: just like, yeah, just like, yeah. This is uh, this is my sociology professor. He hoops with me on Saturdays. Yeah,
1: he's pretty good at pickup. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's he's not too bad. Like you know, he he spaces the floor. Um, so so uh, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be a really. I hope that they play at a quick tempo. I, I totally agree with you on that. Like, they, they got to play at a quick tempo. They got to play, like, defense can still be their identity, but, man, their, their new MO shouldn't be, we're going to slow this down and make it, make it hell for you. It should be, we're going to play tough defense, and we're going to make this game chaotic.
1: Oh, yeah, and, and maybe it's not just be a good defensive team, but let's be the best turnover creation team, that, and that's how our offense is created. And we use our defense to create turnovers. We don't just use our defense to funnel people to Rudy, which we should do every chance we get. But also, we gamble the hell out of this game every minute because we have Rudy,
0: and these guys can get steals. Is, yeah.
1: that's what I want to see. And, and
0: that's and that's and that'll help them twofold if they just increase just by a you know small percentage point the, their their turnovers. You know that's limit. That's taking one possession. You know if they're able to create. Three more possessions by stealing three possessions. That's that's you know that's that's three. They, they've they've turned the, the favor you know over, and that's kind of one of those little money ball things that they got to be doing this year. Is they got to be looking at that and be like, okay, well we're not going to make up this point scoring differential that we had with Hayward um, just by scoring more points. That that those <laughs> that talent is not on the free market for us. So what are we mm-hmm. gonna what are we gonna do to, to help ourselves out in that regard? And so and speaking of Gordon Hayward, um, you know, uh we, we talked about Andre Karolinko, the all-time jazz team. Um check it out on the SLC dunk page. I don't I don't know how many times we have to say this is how underrated Andre Karolinko is. And and recently there's some some jazz fans out there with revisionist history that just wanna say, hey, uh, Andre Karolinko is like, uh, you know, he was good, but he's no Gordon Hayward.
1: Oh gosh! And, Get and, out of here with
0: and, that! And, and that's just such a—it's an archaic thinking. That's the type of thinking where you're just like, he had more points and rebounds and assists. It like that—that's—it's it, so archaic because that's not the key to win. That doesn't win you games. Like Andre Karolinko did so many things. He—I mean—he led the league in blocks as a small forward. He led, he, um, there was a. Unheard of. Yeah, he had five by fives, multiple five by fives. Well, I know the only other people who had multiple five by fives. Oh, a dude named Julius Irving and, oh, this guy named Hakeem Olajuwon. Those are the only other dudes. Andre Karolinko, if his career hadn't been cut short by terrible mismanagement of a roster, meaning him getting displaced out of his position and injuries, dude's an an auto Hall of Famer. When he was in year, oh, yeah. when he was in year three, after year three, um, people forget why the Jazz games locked him down with such a huge contract because he was so insanely good in just his fourth season at twenty two years old. Like he was, he just nuts. won
1: games for you. Yeah, he's one of those guys that didn't allow you to tank because when Stockton Malone left, we couldn't tank because Andre was too good.
0: He, we yeah. had the ones. He was so good, and he, he lifted that team with Carlos Arroyo and a bunch of no-names, Raja Bell. like mm-hmm. uh,
1: yeah. well, I'm trying to look here because we had the one season where we were bad enough to get Darren Williams, which was amazing. And
0: that, and that was that same year that Andre got hurt.
1: Exactly. That's what we're looking at. We've got the same transcendent talent with Rudy Gobert. And so Rudy's one of those players, just like Kirilenko, that we, we aren't going to be able to tank because Rudy's too good. And Kirilenko's the same way. If uh, if Rudy Gobert goes down, guys, you're looking at a really quick tank t- job. Yeah, it's, uh,
0: it's gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, yeah. It that and and that brings us to you know probably the, our last point of the, of the podcast is just Utah Jazz's ceiling is it, 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 it is low, but their floor is insanely low. So you're looking at their ceiling, like, and and when we say low, like they're going to make the playoffs, but if the Jazz have a really good year, we're looking at seven, eight seed Mm -hmm. in the West because it's just a gauntlet. It's just an absolute gauntlet. If things go wrong, like we're looking at it like, wow, man, we're going to have a really good lottery pick and, and, uh, you know, and with the way the the roster is, they can kind of maybe turn that into a trade for something or something else. So, and mm-hmm. and Rudy Gobert, if Rudy Gobert goes down hurt, that's that changes the entire season. All of a sudden, you're looking at Derek Favors getting traded. You're and Ricky Rubio and Ricky Rubio, and all of a sudden the 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 trajectory and and honestly, the Utah Jazz don't want that to happen because they're looking at they're looking at Rudy Gobert and they're like, okay, well we have you know, we have four years to get things done. Mm -hmm. We have this amount of time. And if we have to go into a short rebuild, all of a sudden we're in the, in the second to last year of Rudy's contract, he's, he's entering his, his prime years. And we have an unproven roster building around him. So it's, it, when you look at Rudy Gobert's contract, I, it makes it kind of makes me more mad about the Gordon Hayward decision because you're like, this was not this. You had it on a silver platter; everything was supposed to work out great. Now they're in this kind of weird limbo of what they need to do um, mm-hmm. with with Rudy Gobert. Um, and they'll
1: make they'll make big moves this next off season, but yeah, this year is one of those... This is our only limbo year in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, it's and it, it's hard. To, it's <clears throat> I mean, they have a, a roster that is you know could be a lottery uh, you know uh, looking on the playoffs on uh, barely on a ninth seed roster and mm-hmm. just don't have just enough umph in their in the scoring department to get them over and so it this season comes with a lot of ifs more so than last year cuz last year it was like okay Gordon Hayward's kicking it we got you know quality players in George Hill and Joe Johnson like the pieces were all there with this, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, if Derek Favors is healthy, if Ricky Rubio plays like he did the last twenty five games of the season, if Donovan Mitchell is a plus defender the minute he starts playing, if Rodney Hood plays like the Rodney Hood of November of November and December, and not the Rodney Hood of January, February, March, April, May, if and it, it's it, there's a there's way more ifs and. The only person on this roster we like, well, I know who's going to show up and step up. Gobert and Joe Ingles, but Joe, I know Joe Ingles is good for thirteen points a game. That's not that, that that's that's not what what we're really looking for.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing that Jazz fans can be happy about and and feel good about is that the Jazz organization is committed to winning. They're trying to remove as many ifs as they can. So the Rodney Hood injuries, the Derek Favors injuries. We don't want to go another season of saying, "Well, what if Rodney Hood could actually get healthy, you know? Or what if Derek Favors could actually be healthy? And yeah, if we but, can make that right, mm-hmm. that that will be huge."
0: And 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 bringing in the training staff. So you're bringing in the guy from Phoenix. Um, they brought in um, who is his? Uh, who who's now the head trainer?
1: Oh, I, sorry, I,
0: I, I can't remember. His, I can't remember who. But the, they they're basically looking at. We've He's been from injured. the Wizards, I think. Yeah, we've been injured so much. Let's just take out. Uh, let's just make sure we're not doing anything wrong. Let's bring in some fresh blood. Let's bring in a new perspective, and let's just make sure it's not us. Let's mm-hmm. make sure that we're not the problem on this. And I like that they're, you know, they're they're taking a perspective, and be like, let's do everything we possibly can, and then if the players are just, you know, just you know, chronically injured and they have chronic health problems, then we know for sure. Mm-hmm. Th- then we can, then we can plan accordingly. But if not, if if it's been on in, in our court and maybe that's why they made these moves. Maybe there are some players who are just like, look, you know, we followed everything. We did everything and we're still getting hurt. And, mm-hmm. and we're losing money because of it. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and you kind of have to wonder if there was maybe something that, that happened with that players, we're getting – injuries happen, but coming back just shortly after a, an injury and never getting back up to full strength. Or you have Alec Burks who has been injured, I don't know, feels like ever since he signed his contract extension. Mm-hmm. And and then Derek Favors ever since he signed his contract extension, which makes me freaked out about Rudy Gobert this next year because he just signed his contract extension. And mm-hmm. so –
1: and yeah, it's been it's just been frustrating. And so if we can just at least remove that frustration, this season will at the very least be more fun. I mean, okay. that was the pain of last season is last season should have been so much more fun in some ways. And it just my goodness. If I you know, every single game it was, it was I mean, slog. we were shocked. We were shocked when we didn't have an injury.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, I remember like, uh, so uh, I was making – I stopped making graphics for the Utah Jazz. So I, I would make a graphic for who the Jazz mm. were playing every game. And I stopped about 45 games in because I expected to be able to roll the same thing out with minor changes every night.
1: Oh, yeah. And, just copy and paste.
0: Yeah. And, 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 um, and it was just constantly getting – it was changing. It was ch- like, and it was to the point where it was ridiculous I had like Mm -hmm. I had like eight different, nine, ten different lineup versions of the whole thing, and it, and then I'd have people would be like, "This is the wrong lineup." I'd be like, "Look, it was the right lineup like yesterday." I know it changes like every day now, and Mm -hmm. and so, so yeah, and and that's the other thing too is like, imagine what Quinn Snyder could do with a roster that's just healthy. Like,
1: oh, and maybe this this health crew can let them know good timelines because they never told us timelines. And maybe it's because our health crew wasn't good enough to give them them, because they didn't know if they could oh, do the it. the timeline
0: and, things last year was ridiculous. Where they're like, well, well, we'll update you when it's better. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And that wasn't good for a consumer aspect. If I'm a person buying a ticket, like to a game, and be like, he'll, he'll he's back when he's back, and I'm like, what? Like I don't go, I don't go to a restaurant and just be like, oh, the chef's out. Well, when he's gonna be back? Well, he's gonna be back when he wants to be back. And be like, okay, well, peace out. Uh, yeah. So you can't do that like that. Your product is your, you know, are are the players, and you got to give timelines for people. And and it was disingenuous because they were kind of doing it like he's close to being back, and so you buy a ticket, and then you find out, and then no one's there. It's like be honest with your consumers. They're gonna like if you're honest with them, they're still gonna buy tickets to the game, but just don't. Don't make it feel like they're closer than what it was. And they stopped that, to, to their credit. Um, we called them out on that. Andy Larson called them out on that. And uh, Jody Genesee called them out on that. And um, within a couple weeks after uh, – it, it seemed like all of us did that within two weeks, uh, period of two weeks. And after that, they started putting better timelines. That, just something, but that just felt so so. Uh, it's, it's it felt antagonistic, like uh, towards towards the press and towards their fans. Like we know better, and it's like you we do know you know better. But at the same time, it, it it's just it it was worrisome. And it,
1: it, well, and maybe they were hiding something, but mm-hmm. at the very least, we know that the health crew is going to be doing the best possible job, and and that we as jazz fans can just know that you know that they're doing the best they can. Um that's all
0: I got this week, Milo. For sure. Hey, we uh, I I did not expect for us to actually be able to talk about actual basketball things. So God well, I think it's cuz we love the Jazz and basketball. I, yes, and I and and also because the Cavs and, and the Celtics are are that jacked up. So we we thank you guys for <laughs> for listening to us. Catch us on um on the good Old SoundCloud and on iTunes. Um, you can I, also. Can
1: I say one thing, Milo? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, SoundCloud has been. So the news on the interwebs is that SoundCloud has only forty days left of money. <laughs> so if you're a SoundCloud listener, I recommend you going to iTunes because I might be having to find a new provider soon Uh, but if you subscribe to iTunes you will still get the podcast but uh, just a heads up everybody
0: yes and we're gonna have to find some new homes for that also check us out on slcdunk.com you can follow us also on Twitter and on Facebook at slcdunk and then you can also follow us on Instagram at slcdunk so you guys have a great week we'll talk to you guys next week and hopefully Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas have been traded somewhere and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Talk to you later.